0: Hey guys, me and my mom are back with an encouraging word for you today. And as we spoke about last week, this section of encouraging word, we're going to focus mainly on just reading the Bible. And both my mom and myself, we really believe in speaking the word out loud. And so we hope that this has been a good experience for you. And today we're going to read out of James 2. I'm going to read in the message because this is the way that I enjoy reading the Bible. We love the message. We do. good. Yeah. My dear friends, don't let public opinion influence how you live out glorious Christ-oriented faith. If a man enters your church wearing an expensive suit and a street person wearing rags comes in right after him, and you say to the man in the suit, sit here, sir, this is the best seat in the house, and either ignore the street person or say, better sit here in the back row, Haven't you segregated God's children and proved that you are judges who can't be trusted? Listen, dear friends, isn't it clear by now that God operates quite differently? He chose the worlds down and out as the kingdom's first citizens, with full rights and privileges. This kingdom is promised to anyone who loves God. And here you are abusing these same citizens. Isn't it the high and mighty who exploit you, who use the courts to rob you blind? Aren't they the ones who scorn the new name, Christian, used in your baptisms? You do well when you complete the royal rule of the scriptures. Love others as you love yourself. But if you play up to these so-called important people, you go against the rule and stand convicted by it. You can't pick and choose in these things, specializing in keeping one or two things in God's law and ignoring others. The same God who said don't commit adultery also said don't murder. If you don't commit adultery but go ahead and murder do you think your non adultery will cancel out your murder no you're a murderer period talk and act like a person expecting to be judged by the rule that sets us free for if you refuse to act kindly you can hardly expect to be treated kindly kind mercy wins over harsh judgment every time dear friends do you think you'll get anywhere in this if you learn all the right words but never do anything Does merely talking about faith indicate that a person really has it? For instance, you come upon an old friend dressed in rags and half starved and say, good morning, friend, be clothed in Christ, be filled with the Holy Spirit and walk off without providing so much as a cloak or a cup of soup. Where does that get you? Isn't it obvious that God talk without God acts is outrageous nonsense? I can already hear one of you agreeing by saying, sounds good, you take care of the faith department, I'll handle the works department. Not so fast. You can no more show me your works apart from your faith than I can show you my faith apart from my works. Faith and works, works and faith, fit together hand in glove. Do I hear you professing to believe in the one and only God but then observe you complacently sitting back as if you had done something wonderful? That's just great, demons do that. But what good does it do to them? Use your heads. Do you suppose for a minute that you can cut faith and works into and not end up with a corpse on your hands? Wasn't our ancestor Abraham made right with God by works when he placed his son Isaac on the sacrificial altar? Isn't it obvious that faith and works are yoked partners? That faith expresses itself in works? That the works are works of faith? The full meaning of believe in the scripture sentence, Abraham believed God and was set right with God, includes his action. It's that mesh of believing and acting that got Abraham named God's friend. Is it not evident that a person is made right with God, not by a barren faith, but by faith faithful in works? The same with Rahab, the Jericho harlot. Wasn't her action in hiding God's spies and helping them escape? that seamless unity of believing and doing that counted with God. The very moment you separate body and spirit, you end up with a corpse. Separate faith and works, and you get the same thing, a
1: corpse. All right, mom, what's your favorite part? Oh my gosh, there's so many things to talk about in this one, but I, I think it starts out with um, the royal law, which is love others like you love yourself and, um, and love God, of course and i think that that is really the core of this whole message here today is that we need to be people that love Mm -hmm. and love doesn't show partiality and love is loving yeah (laughs) it's like works if you actually love on the inside that's going to show on the outside And it's an inside-out thing, which I think is important for us to remember as believers. Sometimes you can look good on the outside, but the inside is still rotten. Yeah. But because we have faith on the inside, it will show on the outside. Yeah. Which I think is a really cool thing to think about.
0: Totally. I read something the other day that was, I think it was talking about um, like marriage, but I kind of think this is a good rule for just people. They were saying, speak to the king or queen in the other person, not to the fool. Oh. And initially I read that and I was kind of like confused at what it was saying, but I think essentially the goal was like speak to um, the best of that person mm. and allow them to rise to the occasion. That's so good. And I think, you know, when you're seeing maybe people dressed or acting a certain way and someone who maybe doesn't level up to what you assume would be good or whatever that looks like, I think as we speak to people the way that Jesus would speak to people, and see people the way that Jesus sees people I think first of all we can't assume that we can do that without the Holy Spirit because we need the Holy Spirit to allow us to do that but even in our close relationships when we're speaking to that best part of somebody we're allowing them to rise to that occasion and allowing ourselves to see that part of them as well
1: right well and also it just proves again how the outward doesn't Determine the inward at yeah. all. I mean, we can look at something and say, "Oh, that's how they are," mm-hmm. but there's there's something different on the inside, and we need to really speak to that mm-hmm. and build that model on the inside of them that they can become a bigger person. Yeah,
0: there is no um, template for how to dress like a Christian. I don't know <laughs> if you knew that, but I think growing up, I thought I thought I knew what it was, but there isn't one.
1: Well, it's yoga pants, isn't it? <laughs> Is that what we want it to be, or is that what it is? Yeah. Well, during quarantine, I think it's, mm-hmm. it's that for sure. The yoga. But um, back to the royal law, I think if we could learn kindness to every single person, we mm-hmm. know that, that saying that every person we meet is fighting some kind of battle, and if you can just find a way to be kind... Look people in the eye. I mean, sometimes with mask on, if you're wearing one, you that's can't. That's literally all you can do. That's all you can do. But we, have, but we have that opportunity to, you know, just share the grace of God mm-hmm. even in our expression off of our mm-hmm. face.
0: And you know, there are a few stories within the Bible that I just I love because there's no way you could see the things that these people are going through. The woman with the issue of blood. Yeah. Like, you don't know if somebody that you come across has been fighting something for 12 years. Right. You don't know if they're at the end of their rope. You don't know. And the other one I was thinking was that woman who um gave in the offering and it was like the smallest yeah, amount the of might. The, the, the mite, widow's might. The yes. widow's might. And um she was honored. And so part of me was like, this is not about how much you have. Like, it, it's not about how much you give all of those things. It's about this woman gave everything that she had and it didn't matter what that was. Right. And I think for all of us, some people don't feel like they have much to give to God. And I know I've even been in that place where I'm like, I don't even know what like is contributing to his kingdom at this point. But I think we, when we get to that place where we're like, it doesn't matter what I have to give. I just want to give everything I have. Right. And, um my favorite oh sorry, mama.
1: Well, I was just thinking that speaks to generosity. Yeah. You know. We see somebody who needs something mm-hmm. we have it. Let's mm-hmm. be those people that are generous on yeah. every occasion. Yeah, like instead not,
0: of Instead of playing that game of do they deserve this gift oh, of generosity? For real. Because I am justice minded and I have to fight that. Mm. And I loved I love that part that says kind mercy beats. Harsh judgment every time. Oh, yeah. That's Oh, yeah. It says kind mercy wins over harsh judgment every time. Right. And for me, and right after that, it talks about faith in action. And part of me is thinking, okay, are those two connected? Like, is being kind and merciful, is that part of working out of your faith? Mm. Because none of us... None of us make the mark. Kind mercy wins over harsh judgment every time.
1: Well, and then at the very end of that chapter, it talks about faith and works. And, you know, there's always this big thing. Do you you see my faith? Do you see my works? And I think the best illustration I ever heard about that was if there's a fire in the fireplace, there's going to be smoke that you can see from outside of the house. Yeah. And honestly... The fire of the Holy Spirit should be burning on the inside of us. And the and evidence burning of not that,
0: in like a bad way. It's yes. just
1: saying like this is what's fueling it. Fueling me. Yes, exactly. And then if we have faith on the inside, there's going to be evidence of that on the mm-hmm. outside by our actions. And our words. And our words and our deeds and all of that. Is so connected together. And I think we try to divorce the two of those. Yeah. And they are interconnected. Like the Bible just said in the message, a hand in a glove.
0: Yeah. Or we try to make one more important than the other. And I I even liked how it explains it here. It's like if you take a spirit out of a body, it's a corpse. Yeah. And for me, like, I want to be a living, breathing body. Filled
1: with the Holy Spirit.
0: For sure. For sure.
1: for sure, for sure.
0: Um, I mean, for sure as well. Yes. Yeah. So we do just want to encourage you. We're th- these are the things that we're taking from this chapter. This is not the only thing that you can take from oh this wow, chapter. There's so much. And all we're trying to do is give you maybe a different perspective that you haven't seen before or that needs to be refreshed or freshened. We know that we don't have all the answers. We just, this we love the Bible. We do. We like talking about it.
1: And we like speaking it over you too. And so some of these things, we just want to speak over our world even. That we're going to be people that show love wherever to we go. every single type of person. Amen. And um, we hope that
0: you feel loved today. Maybe if you feel like you are a person who's been sat in the back of the church. I really do just want to speak to um, what God has designed you to be. And I'm believing that in this season, as we're we're changing into fall, and I think season changes prompt changes in our life. And I just want to encourage you, like, ask God to help you see yourself the way that he sees you. Because when we experience the love of God, we start to see the value in every person,
1: including ourselves. Right. Oh, that's so good. So you're seen, you're valued, you're loved, Mm -hmm. and your words really do matter. So speak up, build up, and
0: lift up. We will read James 3 next week, and we'll just chat about it for a little bit. God bless. Love you.